Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 408. You're going to learn three things, but to be honest, there's a lot more because Harry is amazing. Uh, The first is how to pick a vertical. So let's play in blue oceans, not red. The next is Harry's 12 rules. And we also dive in some of the key components of his books, and he's got 21 of them and also business plans, but most importantly, business plans that work. So if you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe. If you're a regular, always open to those reviews. Uh, those Apple reviews are great. Take notes by all means, no matter what you're doing, but there is a great summary in the app that you're listening to. And also you can get the full transcript and uh, an excellent show notes at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and just uh, check out the uh, episode 407. And before we interview Harry, I'd just like to thank our sponsors. One is the Cloud Consultants Collective, and it's a peer-to-peer group for, it's a free group on Slack, and it's to really help cloud consultants uh, grow and scale their business. Uh, So you can go and find out more at cloudconsultantscollective.com. And the next is SendSpark, and it's just a wonderful video platform where you can customize videos you can uh, yeah, just do amazing thing with videos and also it's great analytics so your team can help you with follow-up, definitely helps with converting sales and you can get six months free by going to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark. So today's guest today is the founder of SMB Nation and he holds an MBA in, in project management at the University of Denver and he has, as I said, 21 books on technology and topics. He's had 20 years of SMB tech experience and he's also been an adjunct professor and also served as a dean at the Graduate School of Technology at Aspen Universities. Harry's recent book is How to Be an MSP. has been published with over 40 uh, 400 articles, I should say, and uh, and you know, in a lot of great publications. And yes, it's applicable to an MSP, but it's very applicable to a cloud consultant as well. He's also an active investor. Uh, he's the man behind the Pocket MBA, and uh, his latest startup is 420 MSP. So, without further ado, I'm going to Harry hand you over, I should say, to Harry Ballisford. So fantastic to have you here, Harry. Thanks, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, you know, I've been reading your books. I've been uh, doing my research for this podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. And as I always start off with, is you know, who do you love to work with, and what are some of the problems you love to to solve for them? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I've actually had this talk uh, this week. Um, I. Both people and, and, and segments, I like to work with early stage um, growth segments of the economy. I do really well with early stage markets um, and the excitement and, and the people are optimistic. And, you know, quite frankly, Paul, we help each other. Okay. And I, I don't want to come off as being a little bit bitter or caustic or negative, but what where I don't do well at all is mature markets, right? That's a different mentality. And and, and the people tend to become what we call red ocean or zero sum game, right? Like if I make a dollar, that means you lost a dollar, right? Yes. 
and I, 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 I don't do well there, um, versus early stage emerging growth markets. Hey, a dollar for me, a dollar for you, right? We're, we're, we're in growth mode. So that's yeah. what I like to work in. And, and, and I just, I slot really well with those personality types, you know, it's a little bit crazy, <laughs> <laughs> unstructured. Um, it must be my ADHD, right? I'm always. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said in the, uh, in the setup, you know, you run five companies at, at once or, or well, five it feels like it. Yeah. Five different yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Five different things at once. And, uh, you know, I think ultimately you got to match. You got to match what you do with your personality, right? And if that's something that is the right fit for you, go for it. I think you know so many books out there is like that, you know, they're, and they're great books. You know, focus on one yeah. thing, only do one thing. The Hedgehog out of uh, that great book, uh, Good to Great. But I think you know it's what works for you. And I suppose the big question there is, you know, what defines an early stage vertical, and and how do you pick them? We're obviously going to go into the one that you've selected. At, uh, right now, but yeah, just tell us a little bit about how you go about selecting them. Well, I think they define themselves, and 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 here's what I mean. Uh, I I would offer first career, um, and I'm still active in in the tech space. Don't get me wrong, but let's call it first career early Microsoft um, as a vendor. So I got in in '89, um, and 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 Paul, this was a really interesting time, and it was early stage growth for Microsoft. Right now, they're very mature. Yes. <laughs> but I was on the Excel spreadsheet team, Excel 3.0, and it was a dogfight with Lotus One Two Three. I mean, it it you know we didn't know if we were going to win the the battle, and it was the same with the Word team against word perfect right yes. so these segments kind of define themselves and so i just somehow have a natural affinity or attraction towards um early opportunities i'll give you one more would have been uh the early voice over ip days in our smb space so i'm talking about maybe 2004 5 and 6 and voip was uh shaky you you may recall the voice warbles right you'd be on yes. a call you like that <laughs> Um, early days and, and then it, you know, it just, now it's getting, I, I call it mature with unified communications. I mean, it finally came together, but man, back then we were competing with, um, you know, the old punch blocks with the copper cable in, in, in the coffee room of a company where you had to punch out the, the phone extensions. Um, so I don't know, man, I just, I, I guess I just kind of gravitate towards it. I have, you know, radar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, I know you, a life learner and educator. Is it you know anything in particular that you watch or you listen to that you know we could sort of get a benefit of? Because I, I often clients will say to me, because I'm, I'm big into verticals, and we'll talk talk about that as I said. But you know, it's like, well, you know, I've got some great guys in uh, management consulting, but you know, it used to be going to them and saying, okay, well, what are the rising tides, right? But as you said, they're sort of more in a mature markets than, than early stage. You know, yeah. yeah. Give us, give us a give us a bit of a, a leg up here. Well, what I would say is, you know, the irony is, um, I've I've written a number of books, and 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 that somehow came naturally to me. I'm I'm actually not that big of a reader. Um, I you know I I don't read thick books. I ironically now you know with the blogs and the online news sites, those tend to be a short form factor, right? That's not a thick book. So I do do that. 
But if I had to say, you know, maybe the secret to my success in that category would be uh, just from early on getting social, you know, now they're called meetups. They used to be called user groups. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that works for me to, you know, just get out and uh, one, one meeting at a time, one business card at a time. That was probably my secret sauce. And that's good and bad. Um, you know, built up SMB Nation over 20, 22 years that way organically. But it wasn't, I, now there's a new word floating around called, you know, scalable, right? You have to scale. And, and so some of the ventures I'm in now, I'm, I'm using different tactics because it, it's fun to go to these meetups, have a beer, that kind of thing. But that's slow organic growth, right? Versus strategic um, scaling. And that, I'll tell you, man, that, I probably left money on the table. That took me a long time to learn. <laughs> yeah, so, so what are some of those things that are working well at the moment to, to scale? Yeah, so what what I've been doing in my new vertical on the cannabis technology space is um, I write for two magazines, so Global Cannabis Times and then a Marijuana Venture Magazine, and I'm doing a lot of research, right? I'm creating these ecosystem logo charts that kind of show all the players in the cannatech space. And then um, by popular demand, I made another logo chart of the MSPs, the VARs, the, the IT consultants that are in that space because they said, you know, we want a logo chart too that's published. And, and that's the key that, that I, I want to key in on that. Publishing has great amplification, right? You know, you do, you do something once and it goes out to 30,000 readers on the one magazine and 20 on the other. Um, that's how you scale. And, but yeah, the, the, the uh, IT service providers said, hey, we want to be on a logo chart because we use it as a sales slick when we're trying to market. And, and I would put that in the scale scaling category too, right? Here, here's my logo, you know, recognized. <laughs> yeah, great. And, and as you said, the vertical that you're deeply involved in at the moment is cannabis. You've, you know, you've written yep. lots of material on it. What are the yep. pros and cons of us? You know, you're listening here at the moment and you're thinking, you know, I serve all all people at all different times. It's so inefficient. I'd love to pick a vertical. What are the pros and cons? And let's use the cannabis as an example. What are the pros and cons yeah. of uh, deep diving into a vertical? Well, so, you know, the cons would be that um, talk about a emerging growth market. So right now, only 37 out of the 50 states plus why, and I believe that includes our territory, Washington, DC. So 37 geographies, in the United States um, have some form of legalization. And it's about 18 or 19, God, one of them just popped the other day. I should know my own space. Um, 18 or 19 are adult use, okay? And, and what that means is uh, I currently reside in the state of Texas in Austin after a career in Seattle. And, yeah. um, but you can't play that game in, in Texas, right? Texas is a relatively conservative state. The irony is they're surrounded by states that are now legal with New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and they're losing tax dollars. Um, so there's there's some cons politically. There's some cons uh, geographically. Now, the pros are is that you can be, um, let's call it a first responder. I mean, if you're getting, you, the train has not left the station, right? 
And if you're looking for the next great thing and, you know, you're, you're like me and you said, man, in 2014, they took my small business server away. What am I going to do now? That's about the time I got into the space. Um, so I'm six, seven, eight years in. Um, but I'd rather be early to dinner than late if that's the pro, right? Yeah. And now you got to be patient <laughs> when you go into a new vertical. <laughs> And, and and what are some of the uh, sales techniques? You know, like you've worked a, l- a lot with MSPs. You know, what are some of the sales techniques that work in this vertical, and what are some of the ones that you know just clearly don't work? Yeah, great question. Um, so, and I've been on a few calls this week on exactly that topic with some clients in the Canatech space, um, and it we we did a focus group. Uh, about 10 days ago for a client, we did a focus group to really key in on that. And we talked to six you know, players, ISVs, MSPs, a distributor, um, and, and a trade association. And the feedback came back, and we'll publish this, but culture. Um, everybody was about, you know, the, you got to remember, this is a black, used to be a black market, an illegal market, where there's a little bit of paranoia. Yes. <laughs> And now, you know, we're all shifting that it's now legal, right? So that's a paradigm shift, overused word. And the the focus group brought back two things. One is, and my uh, colleague uh, that I work with, Randy, probably said it best that, you know, hey, if if you've got a sleeve of tattoos, which which I don't, (laughs) but, you know, but he said, don't be hiding that stuff, right? The culture would be. Make sure, you know, you know, in banking, you might have to wear a long sleeve shirt to hide your tattoos. I get it. Um, Here, no, man, wear a T-shirt. That's our culture, right? And and part of that is the acceptance into the space. And I'll give you one more cultural example, and then we can talk about domain expertise. But um, a a person who's become a friend of mine, an ISV out of Florida with a uh, a purpose-built point-of-sale uh, system for cannabis. Yeah. Um, he's still trying to land his first client, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm rooting, you know, I'm rooting him on and, 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 and it, it's all good, but he hasn't landed a client. And if you go to his LinkedIn profile, he's, he's actually a really cool dude personally, you know, yes. but his LinkedIn profile and a lot of his identity, he's wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> if you walk in, you know, to a dispensary or a grow with the traditional suit and tie, you know, you have the Ford Taurus rent a car and you, you flew in to have a business meeting. Uh, oh, gonna, and you got a briefcase. Yeah. And a brief ain't going to happen. <laughs> so it's number one culture. And then number two, you'll appreciate this in your world of cloud is domain expertise. Yeah. Um, that's the, what I tried to bring across in the book I wrote uh, on how to be a cannabis MSP. Um, you, you really got to know your stuff. And I, we all want that, right? I, I, I want my cardiologist to know what the heck he's doing. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Domain expertise, specialization. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. And, and I know that you've, um, you know, written the book, how to be an MSP and like it's yep. on the vertical of, of cannabis. And, you know, you talk a lot there about, uh, you know, having a business plan, right? And, you know, what are the key elements of a business plan? Because it's a bit like the culture, right? Like the culture used to be, I remember with Coke, you know, we'd spend 11 months planning 
and then we'd do a month of action and then it'd be back to, you know, writing the business plan again, right? It was so redundant. Um, You mentioned in the book about rolling plans. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what's essential to have a business in a business plan to go into a new vertical. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, so that's, yeah, that's a really good question. Now, back in the early part of my career, a business plan was a, a relatively long document that was typed out, yeah. right? Today, it's a PowerPoint deck, yeah. okay? And we don't want a long business plan. And a business plan is going to have sort of the pillars of any business. So sales and marketing, accounting, finance, management team, mission statement, you know, it's, it's kind of 10 elements to a business plan, and you can certainly find those online, those outlines. Um, but to me, I kind of frame it up is uh, two things. One is, and, and you would have seen it in the book, finder, minder, grinder, yes. pick two out of three. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I, I think pretty good at finding business, and I think I'm pretty good at doing the work. Yes. It took me a long time. Uh, as I built SMB Nation to understand that, quite frankly, I'm not a minder, right? I'm not, I'm not a COO, and I, I, I don't want to do QuickBooks. <laughs> and finally hired uh, Jenny, man, 16 years ago, and I was able to just offload that. Now, there's, a, there's always an element of trust, right? The yes. founder always thinks they can do it better, and, you know, we get a little frustrated, and, you know, the an employee will never have the insights of the founder but um you know i I matured i evolved and it changed my life and so to me that's a key part of the business plan is is hire uh around yourself and um we we can talk a little bit later i just exited a startup uh in the data center third-party maintenance space and the gentleman um who successful uh all energy um, he has, but we have, he has what we call founder syndrome. And I was that guy right yes. back in the early days and, you know, yeah, frustrated and w- what's everybody doing? And I'm paying bi-weekly payroll. What, what are these people doing? <laughs> and I saw that in him and, and, and still do. He's a, he's a dear friend, but, um, you know, that would be part of the business plan as, as well as, you know, you've, you've got to at some level scale, right? And it it doesn't have to be, you're going to be a 500 person company, but you got to scale beyond yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think that's so true. And I was like, I actually wrote into my contract when I was in corporate that I always had an executive assistant and it was one of the key roles because I knew they'd take like, you know, it was like in the very old days, you know, you'd get the mail, you, you're secretary or whoever would go through and sort the mail and then you'd only get the important stuff right technology was meant to make it easier but as we all know now technology is just a floodgate right you just get uh, everywhere so you know i've always had someone that completely screen everything so all of my socials all of my um emails etc everything is screened so i only get the stuff that is most important that only i can do and and i just did a survey in my community and i was surprised that you know there's about 40 percent of members actually have a virtual assistant. And it's like, you know, to me, it is essential. You need a computer, a phone, and you need a virtual assistant. It's uh, yeah. so, so important. And, and when it comes to sales, right, I often see people doing all the sales themselves as well. I'm the owner, you know, I've got a, I'm the only salesperson in the business and I've got to do it all. What, what are some of the ways that you've seen people being able to scale themselves in sales without doing it all? 
Well, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, let's stick with the cannabis vertical. The yeah. um, so if you walked into a dispensary, and I'm coming to you from uh, Colorado right now, um, and uh, up in the mountains, and they Colorado's a adult use legal state, so you know there's three or four dispensaries in this little ski town. And if I walked in, even if I had the tattoos and the culture, um, these businesses are being hit on all the time, right? For a new point of sale system or this or that. And and that doesn't work in this field. So the door-to-door salesman thing doesn't work. Um, What is working is an example is these regional uh, cannabis um, one-day workshops and shows. So like any industry, we got the national shows and you know, the three-day, the largest in our space is about 35,000 people, MJ BizCon in Vegas. Uh, go, go. I mean, have have a party. It's like CES, right? Just, you got to go. Um, but what really works is when you can get these uh, license holders and owners to come to a one-day, say down in Denver, Colorado, you know, about four hours from me. Um you know, they've invested time to learn about the technology. And so you need to be a sponsor and up on stage, a presenting sponsor. That's working in terms of sales. And a founder um, can be the right person for that, right? Because the founder's excited and passionate and, and and so on. But then, yeah, you would probably want some uh, uh, business development associates or BDAs beneath you to follow up. Because the founder is not always the best at following up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when you said those three things before, just to let everyone know, it's uh, sales equals the finder, the the uh, management equals the minder, and then the last one, the work equals the the grinder. So they're the three, and you did right. Yeah. I love the the thing about getting two two out of the three. Two I'm, out of three. That's all you get. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I might be you know more relying upon one but we won't won't go there and and you talked about this startup right and um you know you've been in lots of them like you said it, it's very much your personality but it's also yeah. where you love to to add value tell us about the latest one you said that you've you know just exited one just tell us yeah. a little bit about about that yeah down in austin um so they provide extended warranties or third-party maintenance uh to the data center space um, my job was to ultimately bring them down into the S of SMB space, right? And there's there's one or two players in the MSP community that uh, provision the consumption of third-party maintenance. Um, and, and, and so my investment thesis was to stay two years, okay? Um, I just exited at the, the beginning of the month. So I actually was there maybe closer to 2.5 years. And, and that's okay. It's never, you know, perfect to the day. Um, and we tried to come down into the SMB space, and it turns out, for whatever reason, uh, we weren't landing it uh, fast enough for my investment thesis. Now, now that said, they're doing really well in the data center space because with the pandemic, the the spin shifted to laptops. Right, um, one of their uh, clients is a. Uh, well-known cruise line. Well, cruise lines went to zero revenue. <laughs> they sent everybody home to work. Yeah. And and then they still have these data sets. I mean, they can't just shut down, right? So they didn't have any money to refresh the data center, right? At, at the, what, 36 or 48 or 60-month um, hardware life cycle. So third-party maintenance took off in that respect. But 
Um, once, you know, I had a heart to heart with the CEO and the founder over the past couple of months. And it's like, you know, where are we at? Because a lot of, well, certainly the bulk of my compensation was going to be based upon an exit, right? Equity with exit. And they said, you know, for a couple of reasons, we're, we're not ready. Um, probably another three to five years. Well, number one, that doesn't fit my investment thesis, right? And if you're doing startups, you know, you got to stick to the knitting. You just, hey, no, no hard feelings, moving on. Um, the, the other thing uh, would have been, um, I, I don't know that the merger and acquisition window is going to be open in three to five years, you know, arguably with inflation and, 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 and possible recession. Paul, as you know, these windows open and close, right? And, and it, it's still open. It's still open. Now it's, changed. it's starting to close. <laughs> I can't take that risk. I can't take that risk that I would, at my age, put another three to five years in. And what if we're all buttoned up and ready to be acquired? But what if there's no acquirer? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my free advice is, you know, have a thesis, stick to it. Uh, Paul, I, I, I didn't even shed a tear. I know they didn't shed a tear. I, I, I think that evening I probably had a double vodka cranberry <laughs> just, you know, to blow off a little bit of steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, look, it's a, it's a really good point because I, I think, you know, that's certainly something that I'm – I do some investing in, in that space privately. You know, that's another way that I earn my income. Yep. Like I haven't got five different – roles but I've, uh, I've at least got a couple and uh yeah it's that timing and what is the exit and you know i think that's the most important thing because everyone gets excited by the you know the the product and you know the market etc but it's like yeah well where, where is the exit point here and i think that's one of the hardest things to uh to gauge now let's just uh turn the ship a little um okay. using the pun of the the cruise the cruise liner the uh you've got uh, 12 principles, right, that, that yep. you uh, talk about in the book. Uh, just quickly give us a summary of what those uh, 12 principles are. Well, or what 12 I did. rules, maybe. 12 rules, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that came about. So in 03, I wrote a book on uh, uh, SMB consulting best practices, right? And, and that was very interesting because small business server was just taking off. And the conversation was um, twofold. One is, obviously, it was a new product stack from Microsoft, so there was a hunger for technical knowledge, right, about, uh, I don't know, man, what we call proxy server, ISA server. I mean, these, <laughs> these products are all gone um, on the security front. So there was a huge hunger for the, uh, the, the tech specs. But I decided, I said, you know, we need a book, um, and it was based on Finder, Minder, Grinder, but we need a book on how to be an SMB consultant, right? And, and so the, what I did, I, I had just finished, um, when I finished grad school, I, I went back, I, I went to the front of the classroom and want to see these adjunct instructors, right? Yes. So, you know, you teach Tuesday, Thursday nights, and it's a little mad money. And uh, quite frankly, allowed my wife to stay home. So we're a two-income family, but I earn both incomes. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I enjoyed it, love teaching, you know, maybe someday I'll get back to it, paid my dues. But um, when you're in the academic community, you got to kind of have a theory, right? You've seen this, you got to pu publish or perish and have a theory. So I said rules of 12, you know, like I'm some, you know, professor. And the idea was uh, 
I'll give you a, a, two examples. Um, there's a number in that book, but you know, go out and collect 12 business cards a quarter. Okay. And, and let's just, for the sake of argument, say a fiscal quarter is 12 weeks long, right? I know it's a little longer, but so you get one week off every quarter, Yeah. but each week get one business card and each week give away a business card. And, and then maybe another rule of 12 would be um, to read uh, over the course of a quarter, 12 journal articles uh, in, in your space, right? So this, and for this audience, it would typically be a technical article. Um, so you're staying up to, you know, Lord knows there's enough content on SaaS and cloud out there. It's not too hard to find. And, and then I go on with other examples about, but everything rounded up to 12. And the basis of that, again, was coming from the academic community because that's, that's how you become a tenured professor, right? Yes. You, you, you got to have the theory. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that, right. that's, yeah, that's the basis. And it just flowed, right? It's like, well, hmm, let's, let's think about 12. Uh, and, and one of the examples was, I believe I mentioned in that book, but when you're breaking away and doing a startup, uh, you'd better have 12 months cash on hand because it does take a while. Um, and, and I recognize, you know, not all of us have that kind of those financial resources, but loosely translated, well, then you probably have to go do a side hustle at night, like be an Uber driver, right? Which is fine. Some of the best startup conversations I've had have been with Uber drivers. They all, you know, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to create a crypto coin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, um, I know that, uh, and, and, if you want to get access to all of this great knowledge, uh, go to Amazon. And in Amazon, if you go to, you know, uh, how to be an MSP, there's the first two chapters uh, there free that you can read. So you can get an overview of everything that's in the book. And then obviously, you know, the book is available, um, easy to download, et cetera, or get paperback, et cetera. So, you know, if you really want to dig deeper into that, um, do that. And and I think the, the other thing, um is around uh having fun right you know you you know you know um sas industry in particular can be you know like you said it's a little bit of more red than blue so that's why i love the fact that you've got to pick your right verticals because you know you go into the wrong one and it is um you know it's, it's red ocean right there's uh, there's blood everywhere yeah. um you know how do you uh, how do you make sure that there's fun still in in the business? Because let's face it, like you know, being an MSP or being a a cloud consultant, it's it's a pretty tough gig, right? You're you're often you know fighting for the scraps of the profit pool rather than the the the, the top end, which the 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 platform itself is is getting. You know, how do, how do you keep that fun in it? Well, you know, a couple of thoughts. What is I probably have had too much fun. In, in my life. <laughs> um, and, and, and I have, and, but that comes at a cost. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I like fun. Okay. And that's just how I roll, yeah. but it comes at a cost with like back in the small business server days. And I was doing the resource kits for Microsoft press and all that, the hardcore geeks, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm t- you know, you and I, we've met these people. I mean, these are like MIT and Stanford computer yes. science people, right. These are, these are smart smart people, um, they probably in the social strata put me in a lower caste, 
Okay. Yes. And, yes. and they, they were definitely upper caste. And, yes. uh, but that's, that's me. I mean, but once I got, you know, into other communities and other audiences, fun works. You know what I mean? People, we, we like doing pe- business with people we like. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll wrap it on, on this. Uh, with that Austin entrepreneur in the data center space, and, and we're still working together, I'm ghostwriting a book for him. Um, probably be out by the end of our summer. And, uh, he, you know, you know, CEOs, they want a book with their name on it, right? Yes. But they typically don't write it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, the book is based on a childhood fable called Stone Soup. And, and the idea is my, you know, my, my, my client walks into a medieval village one day with a, 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 a cauldron with stones. And he starts saying, who wants stone soup? You know, free stone soup. But people come and go, well, there's no soup here. And then someone raises their hand and says, well, hey, I have carrots. And another person says, I have chicken broth. And another person says, I have onions. And so this book is uh, basically I'm interviewing about uh, 12 people, and we each make a contribution to the soup. And then collectively, by the end of the book, you have soup, right, that everybody can enjoy. And so my uh, contribute, my chapter was called Taking Fun Seriously. And um, that came from when I first moved to Seattle, I was writing for Washington CEO magazine. And we had these um, awards, the top fun companies in the state of Washington, right? And so, you know, with all due respect, I got to interview Howard Schultz over at Starbucks and then uh, not Bill Gates directly, but Gates and his team. Uh, yes. and, and they, you know, one year it was the top fun companies, Microsoft, and another it was, you know, Starbucks. And, and they, they were really fun. I mean, this is a long time, but they were fun. <laughs> and um, so that's how I roll. I mean, that's, that's how I kind of got into it. Now, that said, let's go back to maturity. Um, you know, be, because I've had a long relationship with Microsoft, I have the right to also, it's like a marriage. You know, I have the right to be critical. Um, a lot of my friends at Microsoft are not having fun. You, you know what I mean? It, it became, it, it became a big company. <laughs> yes, yes. And and so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's and it's it's so important because I think even you know in the sales process today, like you know, you get so many boring scripted messages sent to you on LinkedIn and and whatever. But you know, bring that personality, bring out you, have a bit of humor. Like you know, Australians love their. They're human, no, no different to the to the to everywhere in the world. But you know, we've got a distinct style of humor, so I make sure that you know that that is there in my sales process. And uh, I think you know, for you, if you're really struggling, you know, you're in a technical game, but it doesn't have to be a technical sale, right? So just just remember that. So what we're going to do is go to the the last little section where I'll ask you four questions and get your rapid responses. So the first one is, what technology do you use? Harry, to help you accelerate your sales? Um, yeah, boy, that's a big question. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what's really made a difference is I've uh, kind of recast my old company, SMB Nation, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be lean and mean with my new venture in the cannabis technology area is I would say dynamic CRM has really made a difference for me. I, I mean, it could be sugar, it could be Salesforce, you get the point, they're basically the same. But as a Microsoft partner, you know, we get a little discount with Action Pack and so on. 
But that automation, I've gone from my past life of 14 employees down to two employees with a couple of contractors. And that, so it'd be automation. And automation for me would be CRM, would, would be my answer. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And the next one is, um, what are some daily habits that you do each day to help you uh, accelerate your sales? Yeah, yeah. What, what I've engaged in the past couple of years, for whatever reason, with the pandemic and then you know, there's always like as as SMB Nation is a mature company, so let's just say it's right here, even. And the Canatech thing is starting to take off, right? It always takes a little more time than you think. Um, so I I I had some anxiety. I'm I'm pretty open about it. You know, it's just as it's just a goofy few years, man. And um, so I'm engaging in mindfulness in the sense that I have a morning walk, okay? Uh, and there's I'm in, you know, my core residence is in the Texas Hill Country, so there's a great little loop, right? So I just get focused first thing, you know, get get rid of those coffee jitters, um, and then typically in the afternoon. In fact, after uh, we we conclude, I'm going to go to my afternoon workout, which is swimming or biking. Um, so that's that's where my head's at is mindfulness, you know, and I know it's it, I'm assuming it's a popular term in Australia too. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, and my friends always uh, have a have a joke at my expense where I, I have a twenty two minute sleep every day, and believe me, when I get up here, I'm normally up at five thirty a.m. and I just can't wait for around that midday where I'm going to have seven minutes of meditation, and then twenty two minute nap, and it is, <laughs> you know, it's the one thing that I look look for. My team know that no matter what, don't schedule any time in the middle of the day. Because, yeah. No, good on you, man. Yeah. And then I feel completely refreshed for the second half. The, the, the next question is what about for you in getting leads? You know, what, what's your main source of, of gaining leads? We've talked about events. We've talked about other things, but at the moment, what's working best for you? I'll tell you, um, that's, that's, that's a really good question because what, l- let me give you a little context. Um, I got in, you know, super early with Small Business Server 1997. We came to market in 98. We didn't hit our stride to 03. And, you know, I had to do some side hustles. I was a, a Microsoft what, a MCT certified trainer, right? So I did what I had to do. And what uh, happened was once that product hit and the phone, you, you could just see it, your phone started ringing, right? The, yes. the leads were coming to me. I didn't have to go pursue them. <clears throat> um, it's, it's a little bit the same today in Canatech. And yeah. I'll give you an example. In, in the SMB MSP space, again, with all due respect, I would argue with that maturity, you're not seeing that inbound lead generation, right? It's a different kind of mature marketing. But I, I got to tell you, man, I'm getting two leads a week in the Canatech space, and it, they're coming from uh, both my outreach, you know, with my publishing and all that, um, but also uh, my existing clients um, are referring, you know, other ISVs and stakeholders in, and we're probably clicking at two a week, and you know that boy, that just that uh, I've been there, I've yeah. been there, so. Um, right now, growth by referrals, and uh, and 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 you know we're gonna we're gonna have to look in the you you can only scale so far by referrals, but I'll I'll take it for now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, I think that's you know one of the key reasons that I 
what I wanted to bring on the show is because if you pick the right vertical, there's a greater chance that you've got a lower sales and marketing cost Correct. because people are going to come to you, right? Because there is a need. I always talk about the hair on fire problem, like, you know, just solve hair on fire problems, which, you know, me, I, I do choose to shave just for, for anyone watching it here. But, um, you know, it, it is that that makes it so much easier, which I think ties into your overall thesis, which is pick the right vertical. And oh, the, yeah. the last question, which is, you know, the, the the big one, which I'll leave at the end, but what's one action we can take today to 10x our sales? One action. Um, you, you know, uh, it's, so I started SMB Nation as this cool little community, right? We And it, it was cool. Yeah. And it, but it was organic, and I never really built SMB Nation to be acquired, right? That's a yes. very different motion, right? Yes. If you want to be acquired, you got to wake up in the morning and think about being acquired. There's a great book from a friend of mine in Toronto, John Warwillow, um, called Built to Sell. Sell. Yeah. Built yeah. to Sell. And a great book. If I were in my home office, you'd see it on the bookcase. And that's where my head's at with this is that because I'm in a, uh, a you know, a, a, an emerging growth market, I'm building this company and I sit on the board of a small private equity firm. So they're helping me structure the cap table and the organization. Um, but to 10X, I would call it uh, from day one, build your company to be acquired. Yeah. Okay. And the 10X may not be in terms of, you know, you went from, 100,000 in revenue to 1.2 million in revenue, that, or 1 million, you know, excuse me. Um, that would be 10x numerically, but the 10x could very well be um, your exit, right? That, hey, you know, I went without a salary for a year and I side hustled. Let's, let's say that I'm $100,000 in investing in me and I got acquired for a million, right? And that's that's my free advice is built to sell. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, um, fortunately, that was the advice that I, that I implemented and uh, we sold our business 2019 to a Google partner and it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, worth all the heart heartache to getting there, but we did set it up for that. So, look, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on, Harry. Um, people can obviously go to Amazon to get how to be a MSP. You can also go to the canatechgroup.com com yep. to find out more resources and um yeah you you're you're a ball of energy you're lots of fun but you've also <laughs> an expert and you've dropped lots of value today so i really appreciate you being here all right well paul let's uh let's find ourselves in tamworth australia where i spent my uh, uh school year 10th grade as an exchange student yeah. we'll do some country music <laughs> sounds perfect wasn't that fun Honestly, Harry's a fantastic guy on and off air, uh, full of fun, really smart guy as well. So I highly recommend you go check out his book. All of that will be in the, the show notes. Uh, also, if you've learned something, please share it with Harry. He's very active on LinkedIn and you'll get a lot of love back if you uh, do that. Um, please go and get the summary of the notes on the app you're listening to, the full uh, full notes it's paulhigginsmentoring.com um, and the podcast episode is 407. 
And uh, why not share it? If you know of someone that is really interested to build to, to sell, as Harry mentioned at the end of that podcast, please uh, send it to them. They'll think you're a rock star. Check out our solo shows. Don't forget the free community, the cloudconsultantscollective.com. And as always, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.